and welcome back to Survivor Hot Takes. It is me, Coach Drew, aka Feast Mode Cowboy, because we are talking about Michelle Fitzgerald's win in Korong, and of course we had Beast Mode Cowboy that season, but because I'm fat, we're going with Feast Mode. We're joined today by Phil uh, from the Specialist YouTube page, uh, slash podcast, slash, you know, uh, they do they're right now they're doing their top 100 favorite movies. Yeah. We don't know what the hell to call ourselves anymore. It's been a long off season. That's all I know. <laughs> uh, so Phil, what do you guys have coming up soon? Uh, yeah. So over on uh, the specialist channel, we changed it from survivor specialist to specialist. Cause we had to kind of rebrand with this long off season, but we've been doing an ultimate survivor season going from 20 players down to the final four, uh, going through like our favorite episodes of each of those. Yes. I am counting down top hundred movies with a uh, patron, John Millsip, but really right now, what you survivor fans who are here listening to reality pop are most excited about if you become a patron of us, patreon.com backslash survivor specialist, our top tier is getting daily content. And almost every single one of those episodes is about survivor season 41, because let's be real. Even though we're doing these fun, hot takes and retrospectives and all that, everybody's ready to move forward. We're all Absolutely. ready for three months for now Please when we can God. start talking season 41. So that's what we're doing on our channel right now. Uh, yeah. I, I am a Patreon backer. If anyone listening to this, uh, I, I fully suggest you guys hop on over there. Um, we're going to leave a link in the bottom for it. Uh, and last question, Phil, biggest survivor hot take. Oh God. Uh, well, I think right now my biggest survivor hot take is that survivor all stars is, is bottom two or three seasons of the show. Uh, I think that's like my, my relatively new survivor hot take, but I think at the time, and it's funny, we're doing this today. Michelle Fitzgerald, I think is a top 50% survivor winner. And I think a lot of people, they would try to nitpick that and say, no, this person's better. This person's better. But if you really start to break it down, I think I had her at like uh, right in the middle at like 18 or 19 when I did my top 100 players ranking. But a lot of people want to throw her down at the bottom. And I just I just don't understand it. So uh, maybe that's a hot take. Maybe that's not. Maybe it's the fact that I just put Vanuatu in my top five and I'm just <laughs> trying to get the season some damn love. I think that the bigger of, of those two, I feel like Vanuatu being in top five would probably be the bigger hot take, okay. especially after Winners at War, because mm. I feel like the Michelle hate is starting to go away. And that's what we're going to be talking about here. And there's going to be a lot of phrases that I dropped tonight that I'm going to drop for the next four episodes because it becomes repetitive about why these people are not not deserving, mm -hmm. undeserving, whatever. Uh, so Michelle Fitzgerald, so what was your initial response when she won go wrong did you pick her to win did you kind of see her uh, was there a certain point in the season where you saw her winning or was it a big surprise when she actually did win so no i was an absolute tool the entire season 32 my take the entire season when the season first started I, there was nobody i fell in love with on the cast i thought it was weird that scott pollard was on it i kind of liked kyle jason but i felt he was gonna be a little too intense i didn't really like anybody on the brains and for the was it the 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 rest of the beauty tribe, I didn't really get it. I don't know. I, I I didn't fall in love with anybody in the season. So I said, Michelle Fitzgerald, she's from Point Pleasant or Freehold. I forget where she had listed, but I'm from Tom. I'm from just South Tom's River. So we're in we're in the uh, the Shore Conference together. Even though we're not in the same county, we're in the same conference. And so I said, that's my girl. She's a bartender in Point Pleasant. I go to Point Pleasant. I've been to bars in Point Pleasant. That's who I'm picking. But then what ended up happening was when we would do our power rankings every weekend, I would always put her at number one. And that started to really anger people. Well, I put Michelle at number one every single week except for the week that Anna went home. 
because okay. I said either Anna or Michelle is going home this week. Julia is going to come in and she's going to go to and fill in that spot. And then Julia is going to do well. But that was the only week I was legitimately concerned about Michelle. And the entire season, if you actually go, um, and I always love when people do the uh, uh, jury roulette. At the end of the season, when there's like five people left, who would get the votes here? You can go look at all these experts who had been around for all this time. They're writing for all these big websites, fan sided and you know, inside survivor and all of these big sites. And me and Will were only in our second season or third season, whatever it was, third full season. And I broke down who would who could possibly vote for Michelle. Still acknowledging that if she gets the end against Aubrey, she's probably gonna lose. But here's who could vote for her over Aubrey if she gets there. And I got every single one of them right. <laughs> and, and so it was just like I actually watched the show and watched the relationships Michelle was building and didn't just watch like, oh, well, Survivor's trying to make Aubrey the new star of the show because they didn't get anybody. And we're just coming off a full all-star season, so we need somebody new now. I said, but Michelle, why is she getting confessionals when she's getting confessionals? She's not the most interesting person on this season. She's not the fan favorite on this season. She's not winning challenges. She's not controlling the votes. Why is she getting these confessionals? And that's what I said the entire time. I said, guys, she's going to win. And then I finally did back off. I said, ah, it could be Aubrey, but here's who would vote for Michelle. And I was and 100% right. Tie. And you knew not tie. Yeah, we all knew Ty wasn't going to win. And this was going into the finale when Sydney was still there too. So I thought Sydney had a chance if she was able to get against the right people. I actually think Sydney could have beaten Michelle and Aubrey just because of the way the jury was stacked up. But yeah. even though I kind of did buy into it and I said it's going to be Aubrey but Michelle could win, it's also one of the beginnings of me really, really um, – sticking to my guns and really starting to be overly opinionated when it came to survivor, because I realized that nobody else knows what they're talking about either. I don't know what I'm talking about, but nobody else does either. We're just a bunch of random jabronis on the internet that love talking about survivor. That's all we are. But when we're right, when we're right, it feels good. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> we it's, right. it, it's, it's the whole group think thing. I mean, everybody had the group think of Aubrey's going to win. And what's funny is then the entire year after that, Every time I talk to somebody who watched Survivor, oh, I can't believe Aubrey lost. She was so much better of a player. I'm like, clearly she wasn't. Clearly she was not. Yeah, sorry. And, and, and that's – so my my thoughts in that season. So that season would have been early 2016. Um, I had just recently moved back to Maryland because of some other stuff. But anyway, uh, Survivor was the only thing that I had going for me at, at that time. And I fell in love with Aubrey, which I feel like most people did. I also fell in love with Ty. I feel like most people did. And when we got to the end, I thought Aubrey was I thought Aubrey was going to win even after Neil got taken out. Mm -hmm. So there's still no way that, you know, these people are going to not have her win. When she lost, I sat there I'm like, I get it. Mm -hmm. No, I like I'm not I'm not upset and I didn't I didn't really know about Survivor Twitter at that point, so I, you know, I went on and all of a sudden I learned very quickly that Survivor Twitter existed and that it is a deadly place to go to. And I'm sitting sitting there like, well, uh, the show is obviously rigged. They picked the, the, the pretty person or like uh, this jury was just so bitter towards Aubrey. I'm like, bitter towards what? She didn't. She wasn't yeah. a dick. Like, Which not for nothing, too. Aubrey is a very attractive woman. Like yes. she is very attractive. I, Aubrey, Aubrey is my type. <laughs> yeah. If whatever that means. Um, and so I'm I'm sitting there reading all of this, and I was like, maybe I missed something. Maybe I'm not as invested in the show as these other people are, which I thought was total bullshit because 
I'm totally invested in the show. And, you know, I'm reading all of these things, and then it just never stopped. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we go we go into Millennials vs. Gen X the very next season, and people are still talking about, oh, we better not get another Michelle Fitzgerald situation. So what situation that she won? Because yeah. we're going to get that. Um, and I'm so, I'm so thankful that... I mean, I feel like Adam did get some backlash. Oh, he, he gets a mom. lot of backlash, man. Yeah, Adam doesn't mom. deserve I'm the like, hate he bullshit. gets. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, and we we really until we get to thirty eight, we really don't have as much. We'll go with that as much backlash to a winner. Uh, ben. as Michelle. Oh shit! Yeah, Ben yeah, for a yeah, different reason, yeah. though. And 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 so here's here's what my my thing would be like. Ben, it was because everything had shifted at that point, and now we were just tired of watching this. Like you know, and even though we hadn't seen it much, because let's be real, the winners before Ben were Jeremy, Michelle, Adam, and Sarah. And then Ben comes out winning. People are like, we're tired of seeing the alpha male win. I'm like, when was the last time that happened? Yeah. Because Jeremy himself <laughs> isn't even necessarily an alpha male. Jeremy plays <laughs> a very yeah, he plays a very middle-of-the-road game. He doesn't try to be the alpha. And I just find it fascinating that Michelle got so hated at the time, and now people will go out of their way, like with season 36, to defend somebody like Chelsea. Um, where it's like, no, Chelsea doesn't need to be defended. She didn't do anything. She was she was boring on the show, and that's just the way it was. They weren't going to edit her because yeah. she was boring. Or they'll go out of their way to defend. You know, then they were defending Chrissy against Ben and all that. But Michelle, because it's almost like because it was woman versus woman. It was, well, why does the less worthy woman win? But if it was a man who had played the same game Aubrey had played, the community, I do believe, would have been annoyed that Michelle had lost to that man like Cochrane, like the Cochrane type. They would have yeah. been annoyed that she had lost to that Cochrane type, I which agree. I find fascinating because it's like it's like the gender is an issue until now it's both. And then it's like, well, now it's just the fact that uh, you know, Aubrey sucks. And if you look at it, what's the argument for winners at war? It's that Michelle should have beaten Natalie. And again, we're kind of going to this gender versus gender thing. Nobody argues that she should have beaten Tony, which she shouldn't have. There's no yeah, denying she that. Have, yeah. But that's where the argument always goes. And I, I almost wonder, like, we had Chrissy versus Ben. That was different. But had there ever really been another time in Survivor history where a female winner was so hated for beating another female? I don't think we'd ever seen it before. No, no. Because uh, no one wanted Missy uh, to win, or yeah, Missy, Missy or Jack, or Jack. Yeah, yeah, to win San Juan del Sur. Um, Nobody wanted Lil to win. No offense. <laughs> no one wanted Lil. No one. I think Parvati and Sandra would be the closest. Parvati that, beating Amanda, and then well, but they, yeah, then Sandra beating well, Parvan. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's the only time that there's ever been, and people are still vocal about that. I, I think Sandra should have won, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's the only time that there's ever been that much. And it wasn't even that much backlash compared to this. And so what I want to do is, is kind of talk about what she did right. What Aubrey and Aubrey and Ty did wrong, but mainly Aubrey did wrong. And once again, like I always say, I, I am a big Aubrey fan. I I have a big Aubrey and uh, Korong and game changers fan. Um, I liked her in edge of extinction, but, uh, so this isn't me shitting on Aubrey at all. Mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. more us defending this notion that Michelle is a undeserving winner. Yeah. So what did she do right in the season? Well, yeah, and I'm gonna, 
Yeah, so let me just preface real quick too, because yeah. I got to meet uh, Aubrey after 38, and I got to like hang out with Aubrey a couple times. Aubrey is awesome. She is great, and I actually do start to feel bad for her now because now it's totally flipped on her. Where now all of a sudden, like all those lovers of Michelle or all those haters of Michelle and the lovers of Aubrey, people are a lot less vocal in support of Aubrey. And after Edge of Extinction, I know she had a hard time with that. And rightfully so. I mean, she finally started to get the the real hate out there on the Internet. So, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and rip Aubrey either. And because I really like Aubrey's game and I think Aubrey is probably one of the best two, three, four, five runner ups of all time. But I still think Michelle deserved to win because what Michelle did better than arguably anybody in the history of Survivor, and you can come at me, Twitter, you can come at me, Reddit, I don't care, (laughs) is her social game. Her social game is almost second to none. If you look at what she was able to do, think about the psychos that she got the votes from. She got votes from Kyle. She got votes from Scott. And I love, I mean, I love both of them. I, you know, we got to interview Scott. Kyle, he tweeted at me because I called him a dad bod at one point, which he was like, get the hell out of here, bro. But, <laughs> but I like those guys. And he got, vo- she got votes from them. But then she also gets votes from Julia Sokolowski, who she is more similar to. The two of them are like inseparable and all that. And what I find interesting is we look past that and say, well, look at what Aubrey had to overcome. Okay, but we're going to act like Michelle didn't have to overcome anything on the beauty tribe just because she didn't go to tribal council. If they go to the first tribal council, who's the first person voted off? Probably Michelle. Because she well, just didn't. Maybe she, Ty because they caught him looking for that idol. But but yeah. he was already starting to kind of build that bond with yes. Caleb or whatever. But I'm saying like if you're looking at these girls, you're saying, well, what use is she going to be in challenges as we start to move forward? You don't see much of a use for Michelle. And so even though Aubrey was having a panic attack and all of that, and because her tribe was losing, it looks like a bigger arc. It doesn't mean that Michelle didn't have to overcome anything. And Michelle was able to overcome everything, but still have a good relationship with everyone. If you even think about it, she's sitting at the end with two people who really liked her and really wanted to play survivor with her. And that's Aubrey and Ty. Aubrey only worked with the people that she wanted to work Mm -hmm. with. And I think that was her biggest flaw in Game Changers as well. I think she tried to improve. We didn't get much of an edit from her. But I do think that her biggest flaw was that she didn't try to keep the people close that weren't in her alliance. And if you really start to think about who, who wins Survivor and how you win Survivor, I think a lot of it comes down to who did the best job of making the people they hated still think they cared about them. That's why you will beat Ozzy. That's why Bob beats Susie. And that's also why I think Tommy beats Dean because yes. people just said, wow, Tommy, even though I never really felt that, you know, maybe we weren't going to work together. I still feel like I really like Tommy. I really get Tommy Dean. I got nothing from, and like Norris said, I didn't feel like I started to know Dean until day 37. Michelle made sure that everybody knew her as she was moving through the game, made everybody feel important, got her million dollar check. And Aubrey, yeah, it's a better story. It's a better arc. It's probably a better character, but that doesn't mean it's a better player. You don't vote for the story. You don't vote for the story. You vote for the, you vote for the player, but ultimately it comes down to who the jury, who that Mm -hmm. season's jury deems to be the winner. And so like, do I think that Amber was better than Boston Robin All-Stars? No, I don't. But I do think that she deserved to win because the jury said that she deserved to win. So Mm -hmm. who am I to say? I wasn't out there. I don't know what was going on. So going back to your initial point of Michelle being the greatest social player of all time, two things with that. One, um, I the only people that I would put in there with her in the same tier, I guess, would be Tommy. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and Vesepia. Yeah, because Vesepia. I did have Vesepia as a better player than Michelle, by the way, in my, in my top 100. Vesepia went into Final Tribal 6-1 to one as far as Rotu and Moramu. Mm -hmm. Like, realistically, Nalia should have won, but mm -hmm. she kept saying, oh, I didn't start playing until day 19, and blah, 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 and Vesepia's up there defending herself. Um, but with my, my second part is, I play in a lot of online survivor, mm -hmm. you know, games or, or whatever. And I'm very adamant about the fact that of the three aspects of the game, I, the social game is it for me. Like the social game is what I think is the most important, not only in these online games, but in the real life survivor. Mm -hmm. And people kind of look at, look at that as like, uh, yeah, you, but what do you do? Like, what's, what's your resume look like? It's like, dude, I hate Will Wall. I'm sure he's a nice guy and everything, but Will Wallace totally ruined the the online community as far as people are always like, oh, what's what's this person's resume looks mm -hmm. like? Look like I'm like, look at a lot of old school winners. The resumes were not that great. It was just they made the better connections with people. And I think that I'm pretty sure you made this point uh, on your show was that uh, Michelle and Tommy won old school games. Yeah. Uh, they played very old school games and were able to pull it out. So I my thing with my thing with um Korong is people also say, oh, you know, she never wants to tribal council until merge and not her it, fault. Part of the game is yeah, winning challenges. Exactly. Uh you have oh Neil go well Neil's vote wouldn't have made a difference. Uh all of these things happen, but then you look at Mike Holloway, for example. Oh, well, he's just immunity to his way to the end. Or you look at Ben, or it's like, oh, he just idols. It's like, well, what? at what point do we say, can you not be really good at one thing and win the game? Is that is this not, not how it works? No. So I, I think the problem with the Survivor community, the online community, which obviously has made my voice matter. So like I can only Absolutely. rip them yeah. – so far, you know what I mean? But yeah. the, the, the thing with the, the survivor community is I feel that it's a very grass is always greener type community where no matter who wins or what happens, they always feel that it could have been better. It should have been better. It could have been this. And when I watch survivor, my favorite episodes of the seasons are always the premieres and always the finales. Cause I love the excitement of a new season. And I love the excitement of crowning a winner and figuring out what's coming next. I love that. I think it's fun. You've come through this journey. Everybody's done this together. And I want to know that. And I think the problem is though, we live in a very negative society right now. We just live in a society that's always looking for what's wrong and what could be better. And in some aspects, that's good, but you also need to have some positivity in your life. Otherwise, you're just going to be miserable. Survivor to me is something that's always been positive. Now, granted, when I talk about it, it's going to come across negative sometimes because me sitting here going, oh my God, Survivor is just the greatest thing of all time, isn't going to go over well. People are going to get really tired of hearing that. But I like Mike Holloway's win. I like Michelle's win. All we heard for years and years and years was, why can't we just see a winner who doesn't find idols, who doesn't find advantages, who doesn't win immunities. And then Tommy wins and everybody gets pissed that he wins. Well, he did exactly what you wanted him to do. <laughs> so like gave you what you wanted. You, what do you want? What, what do, do you, you want? want? And what I think that's want? the problem, Drew. What do they want? And I think that's the problem with Michelle and with a lot of these new school winners, old school winners. People were just like, yeah, Vesepia shouldn't have won. It should have been Kathy. Why didn't Kathy win? But you know what? Vesepia won. 
let's move on and see what happens in season five. Now it's like, hey, where can I find their social media? Where can I DM them? Where can I rip apart their lives? Where can I hate them? Like, where can I complain about this five years from now? It is so much more fun to talk about what you do like than what you don't like, in my opinion. And I, I feel like that's why I always go back to talking about Michelle. That's why I was a huge Victoria stand during 38, because I like them. I want to talk about them. I like Tommy. I like talking about Tommy. I don't like talking about the Jeff Varner and Zeke incident. So I don't talk about it. Because everyone talks about it. Because everyone, yes. everyone loves focusing on, on these these negative aspects of the show that you forget that oh, these people are also big fans of the show. It's like, okay, well, what do you like? Well, like that's why I love asking people about their, their hot takes with the show because you really learn who that person, who that person is as far as a, as a survivor fan is. It's like, Oh, you think that this, Oh, that's cool. Tell me about that. You know, or and I like gauging people's opinions on that. But what I don't want to hear is, you know, Oh, for the thousandth time. Oh, Ben, only reason he won is because they fixed it. It's like, oh, did they fix it? Really, mm -hmm, fam? Mm -hmm. Really? Uh, I don't want to hear that anymore. And I and, and it bothers me. And this is why I wanted to do this five-part series because, you know, I wasn't – obviously, Reddit – I don't even think Reddit existed when, like, Dr. Bob won. But yeah, yeah. I – I know that there's a lot of a lot of hatred towards these people. Fabio, a lot of hatred towards these people's wins. It's like, well, why? Someone sit here and tell me why this person is hated or why you don't think this person yeah. deserved to win. Well, and I got a lot of crap. So, so, and and this, I know this is the Michelle episode, but you actually you asked me what my hottest take is, and my hottest take is. Boston Rob, I have as the 15th best survivor player of all time. Oh, sacrilege. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know. I almost got executed. And I also had Sarah Lucina as the 36th best player of all time because her first season, she's terrible. But what was funny to me is when I put Vesepia at 13 and Boston Rob at 15, people gave me a hard time for that. And I said, but they were in the exact same situation on the same season. Mm -hmm. And Vesepia won the season and Boston Rob didn't make the jury. And I and remember Ronnie. You know why? <laughs> yeah, because they merged, and Boston Rob is saying, "Oh, Vesepi is kissing their ass, and I'm not doing that." I'm like, "Well, that's how you win Survivor. Well, that's how you win Survivor because because at the end of the day, you're gonna have a lot harder time cutting off your friend than cutting off your enemy in any aspect. If you really like somebody, you're you're gonna look for every reason to not fire them from a job, to not cut them from a team. That's why a lot of kids, when you're going through youth sports might make an A team and sit the bench instead of making the B team because the coaches like them because they like their parents because they like whatever. And I think that's what survivor comes down to. So when I said Vesepia was 13, Ronnie Barda was coming at me on Twitter and I'm like, why? Like you've played survivor. I know Boston Rob is like your boy and all that, but why are you being like this? When my opinion is that Vesepia won a season, Boston Rob got 10th on the next time Boston Rob played, he had no target. And, and, and then he was only able to get second place still. And so, but it's funny to me that like people will then cry outrage. Like how could Vesepia not play again? She should have played again. We want her on 40, blah, blah, blah. And I sit here and say, no, you don't. Most of you do not because you'll say that now because she is the only black woman to win Survivor. So you'll say in 2021 or 2020, I wanted Vesepia so bad. But as soon as I say Vesepia is a better player than Boston Rob, I'm getting it's executed. Yeah, it's sacrilege. <laughs> and and I personally, I mean, I'm biased, but Vesepi was my favorite winner growing up. Uh, so let's say from nine to 
I don't know. Whenever Tom Westman won. You must look uh, interesting at parties, Drew. My God. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vesepi, I was at a, my mom's hair salon. This is how this is. I was at my mom's hair salon when Vesepi won. And it was the biggest party you know, ever because, mm-hmm. but I still like, as a, as an adult, I can watch that season. I can watch Marquesas and see, yep. She won because she had a great social game because she took notes on everyone back when they could take notes on everyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she made the right move at cutting or making that deal with Nalia to cut Kathy at final yep. three. So I don't understand the robbed aspect of it because she did exactly what she was supposed to do and cut off Kathy. And I know we've divorced into a, a Vesepia type conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. but this is that's why I put Vesepia, Tommy, and Michelle in the same <laughs> social game win category. Because even though they were playing the social game, they still made that one move that guaranteed them a win. I don't think that Michelle, like Michelle, cutting off Neil, didn't really matter because she was probably yeah, going wasn't to win that hard anyway. to do either. Yeah, but she was she did vote against Julian, mm-hmm. which helped her a lot. Uh, Tommy cut off or well he made Lauren go to Final Four yep. fire making and Vesepia cut off Kathy. These people still did something. And <laughs> Natalie White convinced the women to vote out Eric Cardona. So like come on. These and, people and what's, are still doing things. But what's funny to me, Drew, is because Natalie White beats Russell and there's so much hatred for Russell on the internet and there's so much like screw him People will cling to this Natalie White convinced everybody to vote out Eric. Like it is the greatest moment in Survivor (laughs) history. She should have won not just that. She should have one of the presidents have their faces taken off of Mount Rushmore so we can put Put Natalie Natalie White White on there because of what she did with Eric Cardona. But what's funny is while they will do that to make Russell look bad and argue that it's obvious she should have won – They'll give no credit to Michelle for the move she made. They'll give no credit to Vesepia for the moves she made. And they'll give no credit to Tommy for the moves he made because it does not fit into the agenda of whatever they're trying to do of say that the man who finished second place shouldn't have finished second place. It's so funny because like Natalie, that one moment, I always say Natalie's one of the worst winners of all time. And people will be like, but how can you say that? She did this and she got them to vote off Eric. And I'm like, okay. She got them to vote off Eric. Why are you so hung up on that? But you won't give that same credit for Michelle getting get having that bonding moment with Kyle Jason or being able to convince them to get rid of or not convince them, but also voting against Julia, like you said there, or being able to convince these people to want to work with her and still take her to the end. Why does she get no credit? She well, because it doesn't fit. It's a final tribal. Yep. Who could who could do that? Yeah. Um. So we're gonna quickly hit winners at war, mm-hmm. where. I think, and this is just a brief, I think that Winners at War has changed the perception of both Sophie, who we were talking about in a couple of weeks, uh-huh. uh, and Michelle in the larger Survivor community. I think that people have changed their minds, on, the, pe- the naysayers have changed mm-hmm. their minds, for the most part, on both Sophie and Michelle. And it, I mean, it sucks that we had to have another season for that to happen, but I'm glad to see people starting to Put, put respect on their names because I don't think that Michelle played at a totally different game that she did in Korong. I do think that Sophie did, but I don't think that Michelle played a totally different game that she did in Korong. And it still paid dividends because yeah. she still sat at the end and she was still playing from the bottom. And, you know, in Korong, and she, they were playing. Yeah. yeah. 
Go ahead. So go she ahead. wasn't a she wasn't a goat on that season despite getting zero votes. Um, because she was telling Nick, we have to do this. And Nick wasn't listening. She was telling Jeremy, we have to do this. And Jeremy was like, like she was shown trying to make these moves in, in our interviews, our post-game interviews. A lot of people said Michelle was trying to make moves. Nobody wanted to make moves no with her. Listen to her. Yeah, Nobody no listened to, listen to her. Yeah. It's yeah. It's not, it's, it's like Sandra and heroes versus villains, except for Sandra one, where mm -hmm. she's consistently telling people like, Hey, don't trust Russell. Don't trust Russell. Okay. Well, if you do this, I'm just going to vote with Russell because you guys are stupid pieces of shit. No offense. Uh, but, <laughs> but Michelle wasn't, you know, Michelle wasn't able to beat Tony. Obviously Tony was going to win no matter what. I do think that her, I think, I do think she should have gotten some votes. I do think she should have gotten at least two or three of the Natalie votes. Uh, I understood Jeremy voting for Natalie. Uh, yeah. the, I understood Tyson voted for Natalie. Uh, but the other two were what Parvati and, and Ethan. Ethan. Yeah. Come on. I think – Vote for a girl. For a you, girl. You know what the biggest problem is, though? It's the fact that a lot of the people who would have been willing to give Michelle the second place didn't want to vote for Michelle – and then have Natalie somehow win the game. Yeah. I think Michelle was kind of penalized for that because somebody was saying to me, well, you should never vote for second place. And I'm like, it's not necessarily true because if you really like somebody and know they don't have a chance to win, sometimes you throw them a bone because there's a big difference in the money between second and third place. Um, but obviously the whole winners at war thing, edge of extinction, being able to come back into the game, that throws a wrench in a game that you can't really prepare for. But my whole thought process would have been, if Michelle had somehow beaten Tony in this season, if somehow, some way, she had won the game, which was never going to happen, and we all knew that, but if she did, would people have viewed it like Sandra beating Russell and Parv? Would they have defended Michelle as hard as the people who hate Russell so much will defend Natalie and the one move she made the entire game? Or would they have said, screw her, she just beat somebody she shouldn't have beaten a second time? Because... I also think with this whole grass is always greener type community, we always want, you know, a woman to win and we want to see like, you know, cause we've only had what 14 or 15 women win, but, we yeah. have, but we've had so many more men win now. And it wasn't always that uneven and Oh, it's favoring the men and blah, blah, blah. But would we have felt the same way? Had Michelle beaten Tony in this season, would we have been okay with somebody who strictly played a social game? and was on the wrong side of the vote every single time, beating somebody who played an absolutely dominant strategic game. Would we have been okay with that? And I think until the community is okay with that, the survivors who are voting are also not going to be okay with that because they want it. They are thinking like we are. A lot of them are fans. They're thinking the way we think, which is vote for the person who did the most strategically. And yeah. I don't necessarily think that that should be the number one priority I don't, to survive. It should be social strategic physical yeah and i i got a lot of backlash for saying this in one of my games that i played in we're gonna do this and we're gonna get off but um i always refer to people that strictly play strategically in online games call them sociopaths mm -hmm. and people don't like that i don't really mean it like mm -hmm. i mean it in the realms of the game i'm sure all these people are really nice in real life <laughs> but i refer to them as sociopaths because you're not making any type of real connection mm -hmm. with anyone you're just asking people oh what like what do you do for a living just so that you think that that's jury management and so whenever i've always ended up on the jury and i've always asked the same question every single time it's basically the michaela question from game changers tell me something about myself that you learned in the game mm -hmm. that's not you know fluff 
And if someone can tell me, then they usually get my vote. If they can't, no. Because I respect players that, yeah, you can be strategic all you want, but it's about the bonds while you're out there for 39 days. That's why Wendell won. (laughs) It's it's all about the – yeah. I think I saw an interview with Dom where he said, I knew Laurel was going to vote for Wendell as soon as that – because he knew that they had a bigger bond than than they did. Um, But, Phil, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, For everyone else, we will be back here next week either talking about Sophie or Vesepia. I'm trying to figure out who I'm doing it with, so it'll all depend on that. But, Phil, I really appreciate you coming out for this. Uh, If you want to advertise for the specialists again, uh, what do you guys have coming up? Well, yeah, first of all, I appreciate you having me on. This is a lot of fun. I always love talking to Michelle. always love talking to underappreciated winners. I mean, I just feel like there's no reason for any winner to be underappreciated. Absolutely. You know, but but uh, yeah, go patreon.com backslash survivor specialist top tier patrons. We are doing daily content and most of it is about season 41. Now, Alexa and I are both giving our takes on the rumored cast. It's a lot of fun. It's so fun to talk about new things and, and speculate again. We haven't been able to speculate for over a year now. And I'm so excited to just sit down and speculate on something other than is the coronavirus going to make it so that survivor can't be on the air. <laughs> it's nice to speculate about actual fun things. Um, so go there. Our YouTube channel, we have a bunch going on. That's the main place to go. It's the specialist now on YouTube, even though we are going to be the Survivor Specialist forever. Um, It's hard when you have a movie podcast because you're just trying to fill time and still call yourself the Survivor Specialist. The movie people get a little damn confused. So uh, that's what I got for that. But, Drew, I appreciate you having me on. This was a lot of fun. And uh, until next time, guys, we'll see you on the other side.